Okay. Hi, Flora. How are you? Hi, Ebony. How are I'm fine. How are you? Good. So pandemic parenting podcast. That's our our, our new focus. Yes. So you you invited me on to, to join this podcast with you. Um, why did you decide that this is something that we should embark on? Um, I think a lot of parents are kind of feeling the same things that we're having. It's been over a year since this pandemic. I think everyone's tired. Everyone's frustrated. Um, and I think it was just something that I decided to try. In fact, I uh, that maybe we could share our own thoughts and share it with others and hoping that others learn a little and know, notice, know that, you know what, we hear you. If you're feeling pulled at so many ends, we completely understand because that's how we're feeling right now too. Yeah. I mean, the, the pandemic has changed so many of our lives, right? Like if you were fortunate enough to not lose anybody and not to get sick, your life still has completely changed. And then um, add um, parenting to it. Oh gosh. And then working and then don't um, have to also take care of seniors. Um, our hands are full. Oh yes. Um, I think I may have, I don't know if I shared this story with you. Um, happened about a couple of months ago with me. So um, my, so, one of my children, my older son is in blended learning. My younger son, thankfully, because he goes to a pre-K with a community-based organization. So it's a DOE pre-K, but it's contracted with the DOE. And um, they were, thankfully, they were not actually affected by the shutdown. And they had school five days a week since September. And even when everyone was home, doing remote learning, the pre-K was pre-K and their 3K was open five days a week. But one of the things that happened was his remotes, his on his related services that he got through his, my son, younger son has an IEP, an individualized education plan to address um, mainly his social emotional, some of the social emotional issues with sensory, spatial awareness, um, he gets physical therapy, occupational therapy for uh, sensory, and then he has a special ed itinerant teacher work with him on social emotional. And um, he, we had a situation, so my, my son is very bright kid, but you know, there's some things that he needs to work on. Um, I believe he might be what they consider twice exceptional um, as my older son is. And so what happened was a lot of the related services all got, my pre-K director kicked out all of the related service providers. She's say, citing health, you know, they, she doesn't want to be in violation with Department of Health. I'm talking to a colleague I know uh, that also works for a special needs agency, special education uh, agency, and they're having the same issues too about pre-K providers kicking their related service providers offsite. And so he's been getting remote services, even though I specifically requested online. I, I mean, I specifically requested in person, but he's getting remote online. And 
it was working for a while for a couple of months but a couple of months ago my younger son just got tired and fed up he on saturdays he has occupational therapy physical therapy and special ed itinerant teacher although that one is actually done in person at her office but he basically has six days of school mm. and he also is one of the reasons why he has an IEP is because he doesn't deal well with transitions. Mm. So he would have occupational therapy and physical therapy back to back. And during those, one of those sessions, he just didn't want to log in. He just said, I don't want to log in. I'm tired. I'm tired. And it's funny because I've been advising parents. If your kid does not want to do another zoom session, it's okay. If you're, if we're tired, guess what? They're even more tired of this. Right. So he, I told his, the provider, I'm sorry, but my son doesn't want to log in. And his, this provider was adamant. He said, this is like school. You can't cancel it like that. It's like missing class. I said, my son is tired. He's tired of doing, he's been tired of doing this. And here's the other thing is that when my pre-K director did kick all the related service providers offsite, she did offer them an alternative. Mm -hmm. There is a elementary school a block away from our pre-K and the principal there offered an empty classroom. And I contacted all three of them and they said, yeah, but our schedules, we already rearranged our schedules. So we can't go back to the old schedule that we had with him, which made me really frustrated. And I get it. They're fee for service providers. They're paid by the session. In fact, that's really why he was this related service provider was adamant about it was because I understand he wanted to get paid, but right. not at the expense of my not at the expense of my son's mental health. And it got to me that day. I said, first of all, I was the one who asked for in-person and I didn't get it. And this pre-K director, I understand she has to follow health department or her interpretation of uh, health department guidelines. And all of these fee-for-service providers, they have to get paid too. But it almost felt that we as parents we're compensating for everybody else. At least that's the feeling that I got. And I don't know if you have that same feeling. I mean, your yeah. yeah, I mean, your son is five years old, right? Like he's a kid and, um, you know, we have to understand that things are not going to be the same the way they were before the pandemic, right? And service providers need to be able to understand that as well. You know, um, my kids, one is fully remote. So I have two kids, two teenagers. Um, one is fully remote. He's 16. Um, and, you know, remote learning has been good for him. Um, and he doesn't want to go back to school. So those are conversations that we'll be having. And I think it's going to be, you know, really interesting to hear what parents, how parents feel about their kids going back to school. And then I have another son who also has an IEP who is um, 15 this week, <laughs> going into ninth grade next year, 
who um, was actually done with remote learning too. You know, trying to get him to log on sometimes was um, very difficult. And he has two tutors, right? So he has his tutor through his school and his tutor through the DOE. And, you know, some days he just didn't want to. And he was coming up with all the excuses. And as a parent, we're like in the middle having to navigate the kid and the provider, <laughs> the tutor, the school. And it all comes on us, right? Like, I mean, I don't know how many times during this pandemic I've said, I've, I've gone to eighth grade already, log in or don't, I don't care. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, how I feel with the older one too. He has hated, he hated remote learning. And when it first happened, when they first had remote learning, he called it, he's like, it's busy work. It's busy work to me. And one of the things that I find really interesting is that you have these schools that are acting as if there's no pandemic or even some of these providers, they're acting as if there's no pandemic going on. And you have children who've lost loved ones. Yes. You have, you know, children who've seen loved ones really sick. Yeah. Children living with grandparents, fearing for their grandparents' lives. You know, what's going to happen to grandma? What's going to happen to grandma, uh, grandpa, uh, if they get sick? And you have too many of these providers, uh, too many of these educators asking, oh, acting as if, oh, no, we're just going to keep on. We're just, we're just going to give a lot of work without, if, I think if there's anything we've learned from this pandemic is that we were working too hard even before the pandemic, we were doing too Absolutely. much. Yes, we were definitely doing too much. I remember my kids saying to me that they were overscheduled and I was way before the pandemic, like around 10, I was like, oh, so, and that's when we just had like activities. Um, so kids are overscheduled with these Zooms, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, so we're hoping that this is, we want to open up the conversation. We want other parents to know that we, you're, you're definitely not alone. We're feeling this. Your children are certainly feeling this. It, as they say, I know this has been overused, but it is okay not to be okay right now. Yeah. And we're hoping that through these series of podcasts, and we're gonna uh, touch upon different topics. Mental health is going to be one of them. Navigating that IEP, um, the college admissions, standardized exams. We uh, wanna hear from dads too. We wanna hear from kinship caregivers. Uh, what's it like, how about dealing with an ACS case and the difficulties of it being a parent is hard enough but now having to get that knock on the door from ACS, um, we, we're here to talk about all these topics and we're hoping that you continue to tune in. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll be talking about the topics, but we'll also be bringing on um, experts, people who are um, doing this work um, in, their, um, in the different fields to be able to um, share some advice with you on 
how to navigate the different things as a parent in the pandemic. Um, so some other things we'll be talking about is, um, you know, accessing um, transition and adult services for a student with an IEP, a student with a disability, leaving high school, going into the adult world. Um, also, um, what's happening in the private schools, right? About um, critical race theory and, and, and diversity and lack thereof, because that's been a big topic this year and definitely going back to in-person learning in September, uh, that's on parents' minds. What's gonna happen when my kid shows up at that school building and you got parents um, paying money for billboards, you know, going around New York City. So I'm excited to be doing this with you, Flora, um, and excited to have um, experts come in and, and talk about uh, talk about this. Yeah, I am too. So we will hope you join it. You hope you tune in and um, we will be sharing our thoughts and we definitely want to hear from what you all of you think. Yes, and don't forget to subscribe Pandemic Parenting Podcast so that you never miss the episode. All right, so we'll see you next time. That's it. <laughs>